Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Please share with me a boundary you run into, a response or reaction that confuses you. Share with us something you're running into that you don't know what to do with when you're doing your very first attempts, your very first tries to make things better. What are you running into that you don't know what to do with? This could be exciting. If no one has anything, that means everybody knows exactly what to do in all circumstances when building, making an attempt at verbal intimacy. What do you not know what to do with? She won't respond to my requests at all. So we have a non-responsive woman. This means we haven't brought anything that would be something that the quote-unquote dog would reach for that they smell, okay, I haven't given her anything that would be of value to her, or she hasn't finished her work in season four yet. If you show up and she's not there yet, if you show up and she's not there yet, she could still be doing season four work. I was thinking about a situation where someone is stuck being alone for a long time. Maybe they were stuck up in the mountains, if you will, and you were supposed to meet them You're supposed to meet up at a certain spot. Let's say you're the one who was stuck up in the mountains and you finally found a way to get away and meet at the meeting spot. If you got to the meeting spot and found one piece of evidence that they had checked to see if you were there, compare that with if you got there and there were 20 tokens that represented that they had checked to see if you were there yet. What difference would that have on your brain psychologically if you saw that They had showed up to the meeting spot many, many times, even though you weren't ready to be there yet. Brethren, please, if you get to the place where you're attempting a season one connection, leave a token of some form. Is making an attempt, is trying. So in his case, you retreat, you regroup, you ask for revelation, you try to find something you didn't see before through revelation. What am I missing here? What am I not seeing here? What, what is, what is, where, in what way might my feet have had some toxins on my boots as I walked into my greenhouse? What did I overlook? What did I miss? Try to find something as you write your next invitation, your next something. And even if she's not ready to receive it, leave it where it could be found later. Don't stop making the invitation. Just put it right there in a box so that if she's ready to, to connect again sometime later, she can see an invitation on this day, an invitation on that day, uh, a check-in on this day. They're right there so that she can see that the whole time that you were, she was in season four, you were trying, you were building, you were working, you were trying to create a greenhouse. 
you're trying to put together the pieces the best you can based on the information that you have. You checked for selfishness. You checked lots of things. Am I being toxic? Am I being selfish? Am I being um, out of whack to a degree? So we have an, I don't trust her. Yeah. If you don't trust her, you don't try season one, unless there's some evidence that it could be better. You say, if we focus on our needs, we are missing the mark. I think I understand that, but how do I balance that with being understood? Sometimes I feel like I'm not showing up genuinely. I'm not, and I'm just a doormat and this isn't doing her any favors in the long term. She's going to have to do her. So if you look at the checklist going into season one, she has to pass through that checklist also. So read it for yourself and then read it as if you are her. If she's not in a psychological condition to reach for understanding of you without you having to dump it on her, then she's not ready for season one. If you have to force your perspective on another person, they're not ready for season one. They're either too hurt, too scared, too uh, unnourished. So if you show up and the other person has to respond like an animal, if their claws come out really fast, if their anger comes out really fast, that tells you they're not ready for season one. If they go into fight, flight, or freeze really fast, don't keep pushing. Don't keep trying to create a season one. And don't say, I can see that you're not ready for season one. I'm better than you because I am in season one and you're not. That doesn't help anything. I complain about too many verbal landmines, too many ways to approach her in the past that she's rejected. Sometimes I don't even know what to say. Retreat, regroup, write a script, do what's said, and Father, are you pleased? Write your script and check to see if Heavenly Father is pleased with your script. Write it so that he says, this is a good script. This is an edifying thing that you're doing here. There's no manipulation in it. There's no passive aggressiveness in it. You can run it past God to see if he's pleased with it and then leave it where she can find it. Jesus Christ could be perceived as a doormat. Brethren, if you're not ready to be treated poorly because you have enough emotional fortitude to handle it, if you're going to put your head out there there's a good chance you are going to be treated like a doormat, but you are going to have to take some risks. If she becomes abusive, you retreat and regroup because she's not ready for season one. But brethren, avoiding feeling like a doormat, imagine if that was Christ's philosophy. Imagine if his plan was, my goal in life is to avoid other people treating me poorly. He never would have stayed true to his identity and his purpose. So sometimes you will be treated like a doormat, when you try to fulfill your identity and purpose. If you watch yourself on video, if you see yourself in a mirror and you don't have the humility to look at what's actually going on, if you're getting angry, but you pretend you're not, if you're rolling your eyes and you pretend you don't, please just keep looking for what's literally going on so that you can actually work on it. You keep trying, even though it's hard, double check yourself. Are you still trying? Are you making a list of intentional changes for you to make this week? Are you waiting for her to fix her own issues? I hope that's not the case. I hope that every day, every week, you find at least a 1% change you can try. Something you can do different, something you can come at it from a different angle, something you might be able to improve upon. Never just wait for her to fix her. We'll never get there. Keep looking for ways you can fine tune yourself.
Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.